Employment is almost always thought to be the consequence of economic growth. But what if the developments are decoupled, and if economic growth does not necessarily translate into more and better jobs, but jobless growth? Usually we have uh, jobless growth, so when a country is experiencing growth, like economic growth, but jobs are either staying the same or decreasing. So, of course, uh, in a context where you have more and more you know, technological innovations uh, uh, and, uh, you know, that that happens, like you, you might have growth related to automation, to things that are reducing the cost of production, etc. Of course, not necessarily more jobs uh, being created. And of course, that uh, uh, in terms of SDG 8, uh, that looks at sustainable economic growth, not only that, but with uh, a full and productive employment and decent work for all. It's very important that that financial growth um, goes together with, uh, with employment. Meet Linda Germanis, private sector engagement specialist at the UN Development Programme in Bangladesh. Focus on growth alone will not meet the objectives of SDG 8 of promoting sustained, inclusive and sustainable economic growth, full and productive employment and decent work for all. And the challenges are real. Technological innovations can lead to decoupling of sustainable economic growth and job creation. And youth employment continues to be an issue. Definitely youth unemployment tends to be the, the biggest share of unemployment in, in most countries. For uh, the Sustainable Development Goal, uh, like the rain from 2016 to 2030, in theory, 470 million jobs are needed globally. And definitely youth is uh, you know, the, the majority. Uh, so this is uh, definitely a massive en endeavor. 470 million jobs. We are now in the decade of action, and here we'll talk with companies and experts from all over the world about how they're taking actions on the STDs. To learn from each other about the challenges, opportunities, and solutions on the road towards 2030. From the GRI, this is The Rising Tide. Episode on STD 8, Decent Work and Economic Growth. Companies play a key role in achieving the 2030 agenda. And reporting on the SDGs can help provide information on business impacts and contributions to sustainable development in a comparable and transparent way. I think SDG 8 is probably the easiest one to report on in terms of any every company is contributing, everybody's hiring, and how you hire, which kind of corporate culture you create, even just uh, uh, like hiring differently like there are many management consulting firms that you know before they were hiring only MBAs and now they're hiring people that sometimes don't even have a, a degree right because uh, they might have a social media expertise or you know other kind of skills that are more and more required so skills like active listening complex problem solving uh, people management quality control service orientation all of these skills are extremely important uh, but I think that aspect of uh, really being cross-sector and have range, uh, it's very important. Uh, before we were thinking like, oh, you have to be specialized, right? You have to know how to do this thing very well. And now uh, more and more you see people or jobs uh, that basically prioritize range over a specific technical skill. 
So I think that uh, that role of uh, like, especially in an ecosystem where people will change what they're doing several times in their life, but continuous learning and that uh, uh, corporate culture that is really a good match for innovation, for range, for uh, you know growth, uh, and individuals can that can bring more and more value addition is definitely within them. Um, I mean, within the, the, the role of, uh, of companies looking for skills and not, uh, you know, necessarily looking for uh, other characteristics of, uh, of their employees. Collaboration between stakeholders is essential to reaching the global goals. Governments, companies and civil society all need to come together. An example of such an endeavor is in Bangladesh. UNDP, the Bangladesh Garment Manufacturers and Exporters Association, the government and GRI joined forces on the report, A Pathway to Manage Private Sector Impact, consolidating the efforts of 47 factories in the ready-made garment sector. So the approach that we took uh, was uh, taking the um, priorities of the government, so looking at all the SDGs, what's more important to them, and what uh, in Bangladesh can have spillover effects on all the other SDG indicators. So we took those 39 priorities and we mapped them against uh, global reporting initiative standards, but also UNDP business call to action indicators that are indicators that look at uh, the impact of low-income people across uh, all activities of a company, so from employees to consumers, etc. And uh, also we uh, mapped it against the HIG index. So we looked at uh, what was relevant uh, for the business. And then based on the 39 priorities and the mapping against these uh, three sets of indicators, uh, we came up with uh, where the sector can have the highest impact on uh, the sustainable development goals. Because many times you might have, uh, you know, policies or uh, documents that are dictating, okay, that this sector or this thing should contribute there. But is that relevant for business or is it more of a compliance issue, etc.? This exercise allowed us to really create an infrastructure that it's like, it's an umbrella initiative. Like we don't want to duplicate the work that the factories, for example, are already doing. If they're already reporting according to HIG index, um, we put uh, a reference like, you know, so that they didn't have to really do extra work, but they could put the work they're already doing into a framework that can be communicated um, to the government to uh, support the sector also, right? It's always a dialogue. Uh, you know, what, I'm, what I can I do for you and where can I be supported to, to further improve? The collaboration on the project coincided with the outbreak of the pandemic, allowing for a deep dive into the factory's COVID-19 responses, which showed some positive findings. We covered basically three fiscal years, including the first year of the COVID crisis. So we had a deep dive on the COVID response also of the sector. Uh, and that was actually, uh, you know, like a very positive finding that most factories really put very quickly in motion measures to, to support their workers and to respond properly to the crisis. So that uh, quick response was definitely a positive highlight. Also, we realized that the investments in, uh, you know, aspect of sustainability that were more related to environment uh, weren't dropped during the crisis. Uh, of course, three fiscal years, you know, it's not like a decade or, you know, 20 years. 
but you know, um, still people could have made different management could have made different decisions uh, in you know facing a crisis that was unprecedented. Um, so that uh, was definitely positive. I would say that these are the main the main two aspects, like really the promptness of the response, but also over sustainability areas that were not related to, you know, employment and keeping the, the factories open were not deprioritized be- because of the crisis. But the focus of STG8 is not only on existing businesses. Many times, actually, when we say STG8, uh, countries tend to put, uh, you know, supporting entrepreneurship. So our innovation program is the core of what we do. Meet Brittany Burns, Director of Strategy at Fashion for Good, a platform for sustainable fashion innovation. This is where we surface and support the most promising startups, which we call innovators, or fancy term, who are working on the industry's most complex problems, and really the areas that we feel are necessary to unlock in order to transform the supply chain. So what we do is we match those 140 innovators in our program by enabling strategic opportunities with our 22 industry partners. And these partners include brands, retailers, manufacturers, you know, those that can really uh, test their solutions and, and bring them to market. We support both hard and soft tech innovators. So ones that are asset light and others that require substantial investment. And ultimately our goal is to find the most promising innovators and connect them with the industry to help their solutions scale as this is where we really see the impact. And these innovators are creating solutions to challenges in various ways. Solutions which, through knowledge and expertise of industry partners, can be turned into scalable innovations. If you ask anyone, traceability and transparency is a huge movement right now. Bringing more meaningful data to the table about what's going on within your supply chain is imperative. Uh, this is both to, to better understand what's going on, but then also to make some important decisions. So. Given traceability is a rather hot topic, let's start with one of our innovators called Oritane. So they use science to test the composition of fibers and materials unique to the places that they're grown. So to get the origin fingerprint, they call it. And this work is really important for two, two main reasons. The first is being that the facilitation of a transparent supply chain, right? So, so we're learning more. And the second is by providing the provenance of the fiber origins to support any sustainability claims made. So really being able to trace back to the start. An also transparency solution focused on working conditions for the apparel sector and beyond. Uh, so if we look at decent work, which is a standout issue for the fashion industry, we know new regulations as well as the general sentiment has led to tightening and rigor around human rights due diligence across supply chains. So with this in mind, one of the, high, one of the innovators I'd like to highlight that's doing really interesting work in this space is Ann Wider. So they work to bridge the data gap on working conditions and complex global supply chains. So they offer context-specific monitoring solutions, as well as actionable analysis to really get a handle on the many dimensions of the supply chain. What this could look like, or it could be something like calling workers on their mobile phones to generate insights about their working conditions and well-beings, for example. And they do it with the kind of coming from the place of thinking, Different supply chains require different insights and because of that, different products. Um, so they've really found quite an interesting fit, both in the apparel space, but also elsewhere. So the question is, what should we as a society focus on for achieving SDG 8 by 2030? 
I guess that's a 470 million jobs question. <laughs> so not, uh, not necessarily a small one. Um, but I think number when it comes to the individual and companies, the you must be specialized motto, um, I think uh, it's not necessarily the, you know, the latest one. Uh, and this concept of range and really investing on all those skills that more and more cross-sector um, you know, economic opportunities or transitions within the lifespan of a person um, can happen. Like it, it's, it's really important. So really growing those skills that enable uh, agility, but uh, those are also the skills that enable you know, managerial roles, right? So this, I think, in terms of the individual and companies, it's, uh, it's, it's quite important to be able to evaluate these skills and to be able to, to filter and hire for these skills, right? I think there is a cultural shift that kind of needs to, needs to happen there. This cultural shift from specialized labor force to ensuring agility, continuous growth and lifelong learning is needed at individual and company level. To ensure the workforces matches the labor market's needs. But that is only one part. Um, and then uh, at ecosystem level, um, I think uh, promoting growth, uh, sustainable growth within a country in a way where uh, public and private sector are closely communicating and that uh, public sector reforms actually enable overall growth in the country. And even when transitions are requested, even when they're positive, like um, transitioning towards green technology, green investments, all of that, like it's very important, but it's also important to enable that to happen and to enable that to happen through job creation. Like uh, uh, otherwise all of these, uh, you know, green jobs and uh, sustainable growth, all of that, they remain a little bit of a buzzword. So how do you, create really policies where the the ecosystem is set by the public sector, but also private sector takes the initiative and, and invests in, in these aspects. And then, uh, you know, from communities and people, you have uh, that opportunity to, to come in and, and, and change. So I think all three layers are, are very important and the cooperation uh, among them. Um, it, it's also it's also very crucial. So I know it's a high level answer, but it's also very you know um, high level and very ambitious questions. But uh, incentive and ecosystem transformation for economic growth, uh, the role of companies, which at least uh, for me, like I think it, it's very important. And then yeah, the individual, the training, um, and making sure that all of these things count and they are not just ticking a box. Change and development are needed at an ecosystem company and individual level to achieve SDG 8 of sustained, inclusive and sustainable economic growth, full and productive employment and decent work for all. And collaboration is key. But of course, solutions can be challenging to identify, especially if change needs to happen today rather than tomorrow. Of course, it's, uh, you know, these are very difficult questions. Uh, but I think if uh, individuals and institutions apply a mid-term to long-term vision, uh, solutions usually become uh, easier to grasp. Uh, many times, uh, you know, we think, oh, I need to find something that's going to work this year, next year, and, you know, in three years. And sometimes uh, the reforms and the choices from a company perspective, the, the choices from an individual perspective also, are um, not necessarily the most uh, productive ones when we think, uh, you know, today, tomorrow. 
but I think uh, all of those, uh, including those companies, for example, that uh, have a mid to long term vision, they tend to anticipate change, right? Or they tend to be able to be specific about things that take more time to achieve. So I think that would be my main yeah, the, the penny I would drop at all levels, government, companies and people to really on these things. Uh, and I think having a mid to long term vision make us uh, might make us see things a little bit differently and, and be more future ready. The Rising Tide podcast is co-produced by the GRI and Naranha Media. We want to thank Linda Diamanis and Brittany Burns for sharing their time and expertise. We also want to thank the Swedish government for making this podcast series possible. We greatly appreciate their long-standing support for sustainable development work, catalyzing actions towards the SDGs. My name is Tina Nybo Jensen. Thank you for listening.